got invited by all my friends to this this mansion party at this lake house and I don't I don't know if I really want to go because Jared's going to be there and you know he always makes fun of me and he's he always thinks he's the alpha male and he's always flirting with all the girls but you know there's it's a lake house so there's going to be a lake and the thing that really gets me worst about him is he just has really strange nipples and I'm going to have to see them Dan Oh hey Jared Whoa hey man long time no see buddy Hey man what's up uh, you ready to get in that lake, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, before we do that, do you want to, like, record a podcast? Sure. We're, we're going to get in the lake, right? There's nothing that... Let me just put this shirt back on to hide my <laughs> huge nipples. Uh, they kind of go right through them. I hope that's not distracting for you. I didn't say they were huge. I said they were weird. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> you said what? Oh. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the End of Film Review. <laughs> Um, I'm Dan, and Jared is there, the Nip Man. Hi, Nip Man. Hashtag Nip Man. Nip Man. There's, there's like four films about him, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You've heard of the Ip Man. Now you can learn about the Nip Man, okay? Way less fighting, way more lactation. You fight with your nipples. Like, they, they squirm. Yes, yes. God. They're little razor blades. Slice my enemies to death. Or like, they're like the flying guillotine. They just shoot out razor wire. Oh. Yeah. Do yourself a favor and go watch the flying guillotine, everybody. Oh, yes. Master of the flying guillotine. Excellent, excellent kung fu movie. Believe it or not, this is a show where we <laughs> but, review yeah. and talk about <laughs> independent films and not anything else we've been talking about for the believe last Believe it or not. Or so. I mean, this might be hard to believe at this point. Believe it or not. That bit we were doing at the beginning is mm. from a film that we watched called The Alpines. The Alpines was submitted to us by Dante Albane. Yes, Dante Albane. You can actually find The Alpines on Amazon Prime. It is for free. Well, it's not for free, Dan. Well, if you have an Amazon subscription, you can... Dan. You could just watch it. Doesn't Dante Albane sound like a really cool Dungeons and Dragons name? It's like a... Like an evil lord of a castle. Dante Albane. 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 Auga. Aubain. We're stupid. <laughs> Did we mention that? I think they figured that out by now. Dan, what is this movie about? Okay, so basically this film is about a group of friends that get together at a lake house. I love friendship. But they, they were friends. They were all best friends in college. They were all roommates together. And they kind of went their separate ways. They went away for 10 years and then they're all reconvening because they each got a letter from one of them. Like, they all send themselves letters to come to this lake house, but they get to the lake house and they figure out that nobody actually sent the letters, and it was all sent by some anonymous person just to get them there. And then they discover a bloody message on the wall that says something about secrets. I think I actually have the, uh, let me see, secret secrets are no fun, seven sinners, one is done. Yes, that's all I'm going to say. The, the the shenanigans happen from there. It is a whodunit if I've ever seen one. Yes, indeed, my friend. Indeed, indeed. We have ourselves a bona fide mystery. Dan? Elementary. Without spoiling it, were you able to guess what the mystery was before the film had finished? I knew who was the per... Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 I think that's a big flaw in this movie is you... Ah! 
<laughs> I knew from the first scene of this movie who the killer was. Yes, but I have come to find that those movies still deserve to be watched. Like I figured, sure. I I figured Shutter Island out in in the first five minutes of the oh, movie. Oh yeah, like on the I boat ride that movie out really. Fast. And on the boat ride, yeah. it's like he's a fucking mental patient. Duh. <laughs> Whoa! Huge spoiler, spoiler for right? one of the greatest films ever made that Scorsese, no one has seen man. yet. Scorsese. Everyone wants to see. I know. Anyway, um, I don't find a fault in it. Like it wasn't that big of a detriment mm. to me because the the film was still full of mystery and intrigue. They hit all the parts. Yeah, like they hit all the cues. Like the audience got to dance with the film the way it needed to, and it did take some weird turns. Most of them did not deviate me off of course. Maybe one of them did. Mm. Like where I was like, hmm, maybe it isn't him, but it's totally that guy. Well, I'll say... I mean, it might be a girl too. I'm not spoiling the film yet. (laughs) Who knows who it could be? It could be anyone. So I stopped this movie at around the 23 minute mark. And I went, okay, I really think it's this one character. But it's so obvious that it has to be someone else because this is how I was trained in my brain to deal or think about these types of things. So I started going through the list of all the different characters. Are we going to do questions first or are we, I think me explaining the characters, then we can get into questions. Okay. Then okay. We can like talk about the characters or whatever we want to talk about. So first we have Zach. He's in therapy. He tried to commit suicide. It's pretty obvious. You find out the first, you know, early on in the film. Then we have Roger who uh, has, uh, he loves denim. And drugs. Uh, He may have a drug problem. Yeah, he may have a drug problem. Uh, We have Logan. She's a lawyer. Yes, she is a lawyer, and she hates everyone. And that was kind of part of the bit that me and Dan were making fun of at the beginning, where she's like, oh, I hate everyone here. And then she's like all buddy-buddy with all Oh, I thought it was, because there's also a contention between Gil and Roger. Yes, there's that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. So Gil is um, Logan's ex- boyfriend ex-fiance yeah and logan is a who looks like jason Schwartzman. yeah he, he's a nurse in training <laughs> um or a he, he he took an internship he's trying to be a doctor basically then we have james who likes to wear flannel and he is a dentist and uh he might have some anger management problems mm, yes james is then married to rowan and rowan um she's you can tell she's the least liked of the entire group like nobody likes her for some reason yeah she's like the peppy blonde who's into yoga and self-care and everyone's like oh shut up about all your it's better than and then jared everybody Mm. every group has the fun one Mm. and that is andy andy's Mm. the fun one that's right she she has a ramon shirt on and that lets you know she's fun and she's the one that always pressures them into booze yeah yeah so yeah that's all the characters dan how'd you feel about the acting in this movie it's a pretty standard question we ask on this show i liked it all of them were top notch actually yeah i thought this was really good um for being an indie film they were all on top of their game they were all very believable even like some of them in their fits of anger some of them in their fits of anger were like "Eh," but then some of them were like holy shit (laughs) like I'll say the acting was really good, except for there was maybe one or two scenes near the end where people had to really escalate. And Well, and there was a scene in the middle where somebody had to escalate, and I wasn't really a fan of that either. So maybe yeah. the escalation was 
could could use some work. Like get get more angry, guys. Dip into that. What what do they call it? The uh, uh the method. Dip into that method. You yeah, know? yeah yeah. Have somebody like, slap really, you in the face. Yeah, get, get really <laughs> angry. Um, not saying that you didn't do well because you did way better than I could ever do. Like I can't do anything in front of a camera, so I commend you anyway. Mm-hmm. But just to make it more believable, you know, like give me that that Nicolas Cage level. Leo DiCaprio actually. Leo is really good at freaking out too. Yeah. I really did like the acting, but again, it's... Speaking of Leo... There were certain spots that took me out of it. Sure. Ready for Dan's 10-second review? Okay. Don't watch, don't look up. Oh, no, really? It's a great satire that's just thrown into its own dialogue and story. It's like, the story is so bad, but the acting is top-notch, and the satire is amazing. That He just, he handled it so poorly. So oh, poorly. Oh, no, really? Yeah. Ooh... Sorry. That's a shame because I keep seeing ads for it. Mm-hmm. This movie wants me to watch it so badly. And I'm just like, I don't care. Because the satire is so good. <laughs> I, I don't I, care. Dude, the satire is so good. I wanted to like it so bad, but really? I couldn't. Mm. And it, it was sad. Mm. Anyway, okay. let's get back to this more interesting film. I do have another question for you, though. This film is more interesting than Don't Look Up. Watch it. It's on Amazon. Boom. Boom. You heard it here first, folks. I, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I'll say I, I really too. enjoyed this movie up until the last, like, five minutes. Jared. Yes. How did you like the... Were there any conflicts between the characters that you did not like? No, I thought all the conflicts were very interesting. And it, it did kind of get, like, almost to be too much because there were so many of them. But I was never, like, eye-rolling. Like, that was the thing that kept me involved in the film. Even if it was, like, a soap opera-esque, just twisting, weaving, you know, tapestry of lies and secrets. Um, that is the film. And that's what kept me in the film. Mm-hmm. So it was very entertaining to me. How did you feel about it? I liked all of them. Um, yeah, me too. Every conflict is rooted in these these characters have deep secrets that they've kept from each other but they've told other people in the circle so yes. like they they all kind of know something about each other but they all are kept in the dark about each other and as the conflicts unfold you get to know more about the secrets and some of the secrets get pretty messed up most of them I, I, you could probably guess this so it's not super spoilerly spoilery spoilerly spoilery it's not super spoilers right now but they're a co-ed group of roommates. They've all slept together. And that's where a lot of the... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They've all been fucking. And it it's funny because there's this facade of friendship mm-hmm. between this entire group when so many of them don't like each other or have their own agendas of why they've shown up to this reunion and this in the cabin to where certain scenes you're like, wow, I really do see their friendship. You know, I really see it. And then you see the underlining of like, oh, no, no, they just want to fuck. Like, they just have like these romances that they have going on and they really don't care about any of the other characters. And they're all very selfish. 80% of the motivation of all the characters is just, I want to bed the people that I bedded in college. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's way less about friendship and it, it really becomes more about like, who I want to fuck? Why aren't they fucking me? Exactly. Why are they fucking someone else? <laughs> girl. Let me tell you what. I tell you um, what. Jared, here's my final question, if you don't have one for me. Sure. I think that the character who is the whodunit 
the the doer of the done it. Mm-hmm. I think he gives off way too many clues that he's the doer. Oh, as you go, so many. So do you you agree with that? Again, like I said, it was so obvious that I'm like, like, hey guys, I think we should just drink more. Never mind the scary message that we just got. I think we should all just go back inside, get liquored up, and uh, you know, uh, oh, it was be at a hundred percent drunk, but fifty percent able to do anything else. But again, it, lower our inhibitions. It almost frees up the movie because you know who that. You know who the bad guy is, but you don't know all the secrets. Yeah. And I feel like that's almost more important than finding out who the villain is. And that's kind of why I was a little disappointed with how the ending went. One more question I'm going to ask you, Dan. Uh, It's a pretty standard one we normally ask, too. Is like, how did you feel about your the overall construction of this film? Right. Like I'm talking music, talking camera work, even like the set of the house and the cabin. Nothing jumped out as being crazy interesting to me. It's, I'll say it's a little bit above par for the course because of the good acting, but nothing was like interesting camera work. The music was, it serviced the film. It didn't like draw my attention to it. It just, I was watching a film basically. It didn't draw your attention to it, which is great because you don't want to be reminded that you're watching a film. Yes and no, because I really do like watching really impressive camera work. I enjoyed the camera work in this for the simple fact, like I said previously, just like it didn't draw attention to itself. So it was good. And yes. then it, it didn't make me think like, Oh, that was a cool shot. It was just like, I was more focused on what the characters were doing than what the camera was doing. I, I agree. But typically whenever I praise camera work, it's because it does draw attention to itself in a really creative way. So I'm not going to praise the camera. work. Like it's good. And it's, it's awesome. Well, it's good. It's just not awesome. We'll, we'll say that. Okay, so we're going to spoil this movie now. It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Go to www.mamazon.com. You're going to find it. You're going to like the way you look. Now... I just figured something out. Oh, let's hear it. Is it spoilers? No. It is written by the girl who plays Logan. Really? Yeah. Mally Corrigan is the actress who plays Logan, and she is the writer. Well, a lot of the writing in this is fantastic. Yes. I loved it. Way to go, Mally! And she was a she was she was probably one of my she favorite. She was great characters. in this movie too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think again, all the, I think all the actors did a really good job. Like at the end, at the end, whenever she's like, "Oh fuck, I'm a lawyer. I know how to get out of this, and I'm going to get out." It was <laughs> well, awesome. again, we're gonna talk. About <laughs> I liked it. Okay, we'll we'll get into it. Let's during... get into all the different twists and turns of this film, okay. right? Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to go through the characters again and we're going to talk about all of their secrets, secrets, secrets. Shh, don't tell. Um <laughs> You remember that song? Oh right? my god, I haven't thought about that song in a thousand years. Anyways, <laughs> all right, so you got Rowan. You can't talk about Rowan without talking about James. Rowan and James, they're together. They're engaged? Are they I married? No, they're married. Oh, no, they're married. They're trying to have a kid. Yes, Rowan and James are having a kid. Turns out Rowan is a secret lesbian, and she's been cheating on James. With her yoga instructor. Yes, for over a year. They're also trying to have a kid, and she's also really pretending that th- that she is deeply in love with James. But she's taking birth control before they have yes. sex every single time. Yes, and yes. then we find out that James... 
slept with Andy on his wedding night. Who is like the the cool punk chick. She's like the punk rock chick. Uh, yeah, and he almost ran away with her. So like these two have both cheated on each other. And the, there was a scene where James and Gil, they went to go get help. And then there's a, the car gets a flat tire. The scene is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and these two go back and forth on their different secrets. And it escalates to where James like crushes Gil's hand with his foot, beats the shit out of him, and then steps on his hand. The guy is a surgeon. He's yeah. a doctor. <laughs> Literally destroying his career. Like he can't. And then they lie about it to everyone and just say he got hurt a different way. And I'm like, I cannot believe. Yeah, I fell. I fell on my hand. Yeah. Yeah. I well, fell I on mean, my I hand. Can, I fell on my hand. I okay. I fell on my hand once and I'm a pretty big dude. And it 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 was out of commission for a couple days. I will say that. I didn't break it, but it was awful. <laughs> I, I'm not saying I'd, I like I believed I believe the scenario. It's just it was intense. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, motherfucker, I can't believe oh, they yeah. had to go back and deal with all of that. Yeah, and no, then they I, had the truth or dare scene. You're like, ah! Oh, dude. Oh, the <laughs> tension in that scene. I couldn't even cut it with five knives. Oh. oh my katana. I had to get my katana out. I had to get my Odachi out. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro. Ooh, nice and big. I'm a <laughs> otaku. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can go for no taco. Haha. Oh, taco. Oh, uh, yes. Restaurant idea? Otaco. All the tacos are anime themed. <laughs> yes, they're full of sushi. <laughs> so, what was the deal with Gil during that? I forget. Uh, what was his big secret? Do you remember, Dan? Okay, so Gil's secret involves Logan and Roger. So, he was seeing Logan, but like they were just kind of surface level boyfriend and girlfriend for a bit and then yes. they logan met roger and they hit it off they had chemistry gil got jealous of that even though he didn't really like logan that much as much as roger did he's like i want to conquest logan for me so oh i remember now this is fucked up go ahead <laughs> he starts by giving roger adderall for studying and then he's like oh hey you got adderall for me how about some opiates and then he kept giving him more drugs and more drugs until he was addicted to drugs. So, granted, it is Roger's choice to take the drugs, but it was Gil who facilitated his drug habit. So Gil was intentionally giving Roger drugs to get with to make him look like a fucking loser, and that eventually got him addicted to drugs. Like he's a drug addict in this yeah. movie, going through withdrawals. That's an intense way to get a girl. Like, that is... This guy... Gil is the worst. He's a frat bro. Does he die at the end of this film? No. A couple people die. No, he does not die. He gets shot, but he doesn't get... He, he, he doesn't get dead. Who gets killed in this movie? Um, James is killed. Uh, his wife is killed. I forgot her name already. Rowan. Rowan. James, Rowan, and... I thought one more character dies. Yeah, the... Zach. Zach dies. Man. Gil... It was interesting because at first I thought Gil was like the good guy. And then we had that scene with him where they were all like swimming in the water and he like picks up the girl mm -hmm. and, he, and she's like, put me down. And I'm like, oh, Gil is not the good guy. Well, yeah, you, you don't know. Like at the time, you don't know that he's an ex-fiance. Because when I first saw Roger, I was like, oh, this guy looks like a fucking asshole. And then he turns out to be a real sweetheart. And I'm like, oh, what? 
<laughs> I really like how it played with my expectations of how, when I first saw the characters and I immediately judge them and then you get to know them more and you're like, oh, okay. It's almost like everybody has secrets. There's more than surface level. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wowie yeah. wowie. Superficial relationships are pretty interesting. That's right. Until they're not anymore. Whenever you try to form yeah. a different, like a deeper friendship with them and then it turns out that they're either not wanting it or they will want it and you have to get rid of some baggage. Yeah. Like mm. when I first met you, Dan, I was like, ooh, damn, I want to fuck that you know what what a hot slab of it worked out perfectly because i need somebody in my films (laughs) so you know (laughs) you got what you wanted and i got what i wanted that's right but then i got to know you and i was like oh Oh, okay. Guess I'll do a oh. podcast. Jeez. Guess I'll do a podcast for years and years and years. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so uh, who else did we not talk about? So uh, James has anger problems. Um, I think we covered him. We covered Gil. Uh, Andy, her thing is she just likes to fuck everybody, which is fine. I'm like, yeah. I think she's probably the least damaged out of everyone. She's she's the carefree spirit of the group, I think. I think there was something about her having an abortion. And it only came up at the very end. Yes, she did. The the bad guy like puts blood all over her like lower part of her body to make it all right, it's Zach. It's fucking Zach. Why are we the the bad guy's Zach guys? I don't know why we're You're like. Why are we protecting it. Zach? <laughs> I pre- I am I am a Zach stan. I protect Zach. Okay, He's a douchebag. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't even know what stan means. All right, isn't that the guy from that one Eminem song that's really sad? Cool. <laughs> that's right. Dear Slim, I write you, but you still ain't calling. Oh, man, that is a reference. <laughs> Holy shit. That is a reference. Okay, so yeah, we've covered them all, folks. Now we get old Zeki Pants. The most obvious of obvious bad guys. <laughs> the most obvious killer. Well, okay, so to be, to his credit, he didn't want anybody to die. He says that quite a bit at the end. But he says that, and then he kills someone. Like, he still didn't have to shoot. Well, because he ruined it. How did he ruin James it? James ruined it by killing someone. James killed his own wife. But still, Jared, he could have just been like, oh, okay, the fun's over. I guess we got to call the cops now because you fucking killed your wife. It, it still doesn't incriminate him. He, he could have still hid all of this from everyone. Like, I don't know why he even revealed anything. He could have been like, I don't know what you're talking about. I think what he was trying to do was suicide by friend. Like, get them all so pissed off that they kill him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that definitely seemed like it, where he wanted somebody to kill him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Zach's pretty fucked up. Zach is pretty fucked up. So basically, Zach's story is, he is the loser of the group, he's the seventh wheel, and he always gets to have everybody's secrets. He's, He's the guy who everybody talks to. Like, I can talk to you about anything. And it's like, he literally knows everything about everybody. You know what's interesting is they kind of represent that too by one of the first scenes in the film, all the all the men take their shirts off and they're all fucking ripped. Head to toe, ripped. And then you see Zach and he's just like a normal looking everyman, right? He doesn't even take his shirt off because he's trying to cover up the... Um, Massive cuts. The cut marks because he tried to commit suicide. So there's like that, there's... So he's being emasculated in so many different ways from the group, even though they're still trying to accept him as, like, one of the gang, you know? Like, it seems like they all genuinely want to still be friends. 
at certain points. I don't know. What if Zach was one of us? Um, yeah, no, it, it is really interesting. And, like, I'm glad you brought up the fact that they're so fucking cut. Like, it's it's insane yeah. how ripped these guys are. Even in, like, Zach's acting in the film, he was giving off an air of, like, confidence that I didn't understand because... Unless, unless he, was he was the, the killer. Yeah. And I kind of enjoyed that. But then again, uh, the mystery's gone. Like, I... <laughs> Like, he's obviously the one that's doing... But, okay, what if... Because there's a scene where he confides in Andy, and it looks like they're going to actually hook up, and he's going to finally get the girl that he loves. Mm -hmm. Do you think he was going to, like, stop all these shenanigans and finally be like, whoa, Andy actually likes me, and we're going to be together? Do you think they could have actually turned him around? I mean, I think that's what the film was leaning on, but... That blows up. Of course, Andy's like, you think I'm stupid? I I didn't quite understand why she said that. It was because he was trying to distract Andy with making out and sex to not have to talk about the big cut marks on his arms, even though she would have found that out because he's going to take his shirt off and they're going to fucking bone. Mm. You don't bone with your shirt on unless you're Daffy Duck. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the last... Five or so minutes. Of this. So I was enjoying this film. I was so into it. I was loving all the twists and turns. I was loving the character development and and the secrets and the, ooh, I liked it. I liked it. I even liked the like fun rhyme. And I figured out pretty quickly about the seven deadly sins thing, right? As mm-hmm. soon as you saw the, the rhyme, you know, secret secrets are no fun. Seven sinners, one is done. The one is done thing made me think like, is there like somebody who has a twin? Is there like, what's going on? What is one is done? But I think that just means because Zach tried to already kill himself and he is mentally dead. Like he is already dead. So he is. I like how he saw like these, what do you call them? Like hallucinations of himself. Yeah. That yeah, was cool. Visage, that was cool. Visage. And of course he wasn't taking his medication, which is like, yeah. Okay. We all know that's probably not good. So yeah, a lot, lot of, a lot of arrows pointing at him. But then at the end, again, like he just gives up the game. We find out it is Zach. I was so disappointed. And I'm like, no, why is it just him? It's so obvious. And then he, uh, I don't know. The scene goes on for so long with him waxing on and on. To me, his meltdown was very believable whenever he started crying. Yeah. Yeah. I did like that. But the, whenever James got to anger and Rowan got to anger, it's like, mm, yeah, I want more anger, more anger. I think you have helped me a little bit, Dan, in in terms of just like when you're watching this film, you should just forget about the whodunit. It's not that. It the film is not yeah. about that. It is about these friends in quotes and all of the lies and the weaving that they do, right? That's exactly. the most interesting thing. But then, even if I for- can forgive like okay, Zach's the killer, who cares? The whole thing with Logan and just being like, let's cover all of this. <laughs> that was crazy. She's a lawyer. She's a lawyer. <laughs> she doesn't want to go to jail. She doesn't want to go to jail, bro. But how are they going to cover it up? It's impossible. Yes and no. They all went to this place. It, there's no way. They had to have told people. People had to have known they were coming here. And now people are going to be well, missing. Well, no, that's why she's, she's like, okay, Andy, you... Step away. Like, she wouldn't let Andy go near Zach after he killed himself. And she's like, Andy, back up. 
back up, Andy. Like, don't go near him. And she's like, we, nobody touched the gun. They can just have Zach's prints all over it. And she's not going to cover it up, per se. She's just going to say, we're all going to get our story straight and tell the cops this is what happened. Mm, okay. That's what okay. she was doing. She was, she was spinning the narrative, which a good lawyer does. What I'm trying to say is I don't think this film should have had any death in it. I think the entire thing could have been Zach makes everyone realize how shitty and awful they are. And then at the end, he goes, welcome to my world, motherfuckers. All of you are in <laughs> shit town. Does it feel good to be in shit town? And they're all like, fuck you, Zach. And they're like, well, this is what I wanted. Great. Now we all have to sit in it and live in, in Zach, Zach world. That would have been amazing. Cut to Zach walking away from the house in slow motion, putting sunglasses on, smoking a cigarette. House blows up behind him. Well, maybe <laughs> even if Zach just shot himself in the end, like pulled out a gun and then... But like, I, I don't even think it needs the escalation of death because the amount of mental damage that he does to everyone is so amazing. Escalation of Death is my new album. Uh, it'll drop in October. Escalation of Death! Um, I don't know. What do you think? You think that could have worked? Did it need to? I liked James killing his wife. Mm -hmm. Well, he was wrath, right? So I know. Sense. I don't. I don't know where they could have taken it from there to alleviate your pain, but <laughs> I. I don't understand. I. I still don't have a understanding as to why Zach shot James so much, because he shoots them like overkill. You know what's it? The the thing that really pissed like right in my mouth and Ooh. I could have forgiven, <laughs> not in a fun way. I could have forgiven a lot. <laughs> what are the that make it better? <laughs> Is the, the narration at the end from a narrator we have never met before. I don't even know whose voice that was. Maybe it was the, it, I think it was, was Logan the therapist. No, it was like a man's voice. Oh no, no. Yeah. It was, it was, it was the therapist. I think I hated how the film was like, all right, dummies, you're all stupid. I'm going to explain to you that all of these characters are from the seven deadly sins and we're going to show you each one <laughs> and what sin they were. Cause you're not fucking smart enough to figure it out. And I'm just like, what are we doing? Right. Cause it just felt like it was like from a completely different film. I don't know why it was like, they tagged it on at the end. They did a focus group testing and they're like, Hey, no one's understanding what's going on. in this movie." <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like everyone would, if you see this movie, you're going to get, I, okay. I see your point. But I also how I, I also like how lyrical that narration was. Mm, I don't know. It left a really bad taste in my mouth, and I was already not feeling great because of the whole reveal. Here, okay, Jared. Final question: Was it all in Zach's head? <gasps> like you saw that part, right? No. It cuts back to the therapist's office whenever the therapist is asking about his cuts. Oh yeah, I just thought that was a tie-in i didn't think it was like an all in his head deal i'm just asking that's interesting i don't think that's what happened i don't think that's what happened either but why would they put it at the end here's why because of what he says he goes how are they healing and he's oh to his friends yes it's a reference to his friends uh even though he was asking about his cuts it's a double meaning if you will see i like that I thought that was interesting I don't know, Dan. You know what? A lot of this movie's great. I still recommend it. This movie is, like, fun to watch. I had a really great time watching it. 
and uh, you know, maybe other people will like this ending more than me. That's that is the only issue I have with this movie. It's the ending. Everything else, super solid. Those are my final thoughts, by the way. How did you feel? I mean, I would have liked it a little bit more if I didn't figure it out so early, but that doesn't necessarily, again, take away from my my like of the film because, again, like you said, it was all about the the conflict and the drama that spurs out of the conflict. Yeah. I think... I think... Therefore, I am. Do you also think that Rod from Innocent Traitor should have shown up and had sex with every single one of the characters? <laughs> Yes. Um, no. So I, I think what hurt this film the most for me was, I, I don't know. I feel like there was a steady decline in the conflicts. Mm. You know, you know what I mean? So like the, they, they, it felt like they plateaued at one point or just like, give me more whodunit things. But again, the film, I don't think the film is very interested in that though. It wasn't, but like it throws itself like, as soon as we get the letters, as soon as we find out that nobody sent the letters yeah. and they're like, oh, we got a letter from this. And like, I'm like, oh, yeah. Intrigue. It becomes intrigue. It becomes a whodunit. And it's almost like, because that is not the focus of the film. But in your head, you're like, oh, I got to figure it out. I got to figure it out. But then again, like, let's think about the narrative. Would anybody have come if Zach sent the no. letters? Exactly. And that's the yeah. whole point. That's the whole thing he was trying yeah. to say. Because when he... When he was about to try to kill himself, he called everyone three times, is what he said. He called everyone over and over again. No one, no one called him back. Nobody. So in his head, that's how he felt justified in trying to just make them feel the way he felt. And I thought that was so interesting. And we, right. we didn't need to go to that next level of murder. I know I've already said this. I'm repeating myself. But okay. I think we're guys. Done. You can find us on Twitter at Indie Film Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail.com. Um, we do have a Patreon. Check that out. If you're a filmmaker, we have a $5 tier for you if you want your film to be reviewed faster because that turnaround time is about six months. So if you want it faster, $5 in the bank. You only got to donate once and we will put your film right on top. Yeah. What's been well on a different list? Uh, what's been cool is like people who've been donating, they just been they've been sticking around. So that's really nice yeah. of them. You don't have to do that. Um, but I love it. I appreciate you. Everybody go check out the necropoticon.com. That is the network we are affiliated with. A lot of cool podcasts on there. You got gunpowder trees and no plot. You got fate of Eisen. You got uh, Wow. You got grow out of it. You got so many good podcasts on there you can go check out. And they're all different types of podcasts. Um, that's the sound of the garage going off in the background. Special appearance by my garage door opening. Um, but thank you all so much for listening. I, I really appreciate you guys so much and the support you've been giving us and the really nice emails everyone sends us. Um, and the naughty emails. I like those too. And uh, <laughs> anyways, Dan, you have the final word. Envy is for jealous people. Um, wrath is for angry people. Sloth is for sleepy people. Gluttony is for hungry people. <laughs> and those are all the ones that I can and remember. And those are all the ones that I can remember. <laughs> Excellent.
there, best friends. It's Danny. It's it's also Erica. <laughs> Erica is here also. I am alive. We're here to tell you about a little network called the Necropoticon Network. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's world-renowned. We thank them at the end of our show every single week. Yeah, and you never check them out, do you? Well, this is your time. Yeah, we're finding you on other podcasts now yeah, to tell you fronting. that you need to check out the Necropoticon Network. Stop saying you support the Necropoticon Network and just do it. Stop running from the truth. They have role-playing podcasts they have horror podcasts they have comedy podcasts they have movie review podcasts there are lots of fun podcasts over there and you're missing out if you don't go over to necropodicon.com right now so get that sweet tookus off your keep that sweet tookus on your couch and google necropodicon.com <laughs> Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.